I have an exclusive opportunity for you that I'd love to bring to your attention. And that is I have just launched a mastermind called the Circle of Influence, where I'll be taking you under my wing to show you how to build a platform online that generates an income for you so that you can have more freedom in your life. I'm also going to show you how to become a powerful influencer online so that you can score interviews and so you can get exposure on major publications and platforms. And I'm going to even show you how to build these platforms yourself, such as a website, a podcast, a YouTube channel and at social media following so that you can get your message out there to millions. I'm also going to show you how to network with other incredible leaders online so that you can interview them and so that you can collaborate with them and really show you how to refine your story so you can share it in an unforgettable way to score more interviews, to score book deals and to gain more speaking opportunities so that you can become a powerhouse leader. Now if this speaks to you, make sure you head over to I am Joel Brown dot com slash apply and get in before I close my doors on this live interactive exclusive opportunity where I'm going to go deep with you and with the community of Circle of Influence Game Changers. Don't miss this. Now let's get into this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with Jason Brown, who is an incredible entrepreneur, consultant, investor, who rocks stages in front of tens of thousands of people. He and his company have created more than 100 six-figure earners and done over 10 million in sales. He's also the co-founder of Streamline Wellness. He's traveled to more than 42 countries. Jason loves leading others and making a massive impact in this world. So ladies and gentlemen, here is Jason Brown. Jason Brown, thank you for jumping in, mate. Absolutely, Joel. Uh, two two Browns are better than one, man. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I had uh, Les Brown on the podcast a little while back and um, Les calls me his cousin and people, when they were hearing it, they're like, damn, I didn't know you and Les were cousins. Like they were buying into it and uh, <laughs> we were having a bit of a laugh about it. But uh, yeah, man, it's a good last name. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, I got to meet Les actually and we joked around about it too. So that's funny, man. Hey, look, we're all related in some way, shape, or form, probably. So, <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. Awesome. So, Jason, you've you've rocked stages in front of tens of thousands. You've obviously been able to support hundreds of entrepreneurs into making six figures. Let let me know, man. Why why this game? Why are you most excited about this game? You know what got me excited? Probably just under six years ago uh, was the idea of freedom right? A. And B, the idea of empowering. I think, you know, coming from a small town where I got to see the same people for 10 to 15 years, right? The same friends. I got to watch my parents work super hard uh, to live just above, you know, that I guess the, the average bar, so to speak. Um, th- this world was unknown to me. And when it opened up and I started to realize that we had access to unlimited information, um, the human brain has the ability to just grow and grow and grow, I really got excited. And, and then the world of entrepreneurship really started to become a reality for me. And, you know, I, I, I've always been a person who's had a passion for seeing other people win. I just never knew how to facilitate that at the highest level. And, and so, you know, whatever I was doing, sports, activities, college, you know, whatever it was, I would love to see other people achieve. And I was never jealous of that. I wanted to 
influence it and empower it even more. And so, you know, the idea of having freedom and then the idea of empowering the people around me coming together was like, <laughs> it was like a revelation, man. It was just exciting to see that there was a space for those desires. Mm, I feel you on that so much, man. I feel the same with Addicted to Success and what we do over here. And uh, it, you get this insatiable desire to just like, go for it, you know, and if you know that what you do impacts others, that's like an incredible bonus uh, burst of energy that you get to really get out there in the world and make it happen. What do you think is your superpower? What gives you your edge? That's a great question. Um, I think for me, it's humility. I think if there's one thing that I could really like zero it down to and say, this is kind of my, this is like my X factor, my super, my superpower, so to speak. I would say it's humility because around humility and inside of humility are a number of, of things that are extremely important when you're dealing with people. And no matter what level of success that I've had, I'm always reminded that uh, it's much bigger than just me. And in this space, you have a lot of influence when you're achieving because you're, you become a role model. You become somebody that people look up to. I mean, I, I've looked at you for years as a role model and, and somebody that I, I am inspired by. And so, and one of the reasons why is because of your humility and who you are. It's very, you, it's very easy to see. You're welcome. Um, it's just very easy to see. And so I think, you know, in this space, that is such an important piece because, you know, when it glitters, people are, are, you know, excited about it. But that excitement will end and that will fade. And I think the real legacy is made over time and people will see true colors over time. You don't have to prove yourself over time. Time will either promote or expose you. So humility for me has always been a part of my life. I've never, I don't know, even when I'm being recognized on stages and stuff, it's still kind of weird, man. I got to be honest. I've probably spoken in front of a couple hundred thousand people. And when they're, you know, recognizing me or people start chanting my name or something like that, it's still like, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I don't feel deserving. I just feel like, wow, you know, it's, it's just still always a surprise because I really do everything in my power to stay grounded. And, and I think that's a really, really important thing because you know, the people that are chasing fast success, they come and go. And, you know, when they, when they don't have a breakthrough in three months, they're going to go find another mentor. They'll find the next, you know, flashiest thing. But the people who are really looking to develop something, they stay by your side. And I've been able to develop, you know, the empire, so to speak, alongside of not only some of my best friends, but just some amazing people who really bought into it um, for the last couple of years. So, uh, I definitely say humility is is that superpower. Yes, it's so powerful. I love that. I love it. So Jason, let's say there's someone listening right now and they're just starting out and you have an opportunity to share with them a tactic, a strategy, a framework that you believe has worked really well for yourself, that you've lived and breathed. What would that be for them? Mm. I love that. Okay. You're on fire, Joel. I appreciate that. So <laughs> that's, um, <what> we're doing, <laughs> that's it. So I think the most important piece, I'm going to, I'm going to give like kind of two parts to this because I, I see two things right off the bat with this. Consistency is something that has the word. That's a word that has left my mouth literally tens of thousands of times. I mean, it, it is 
the most important factor, period, end of story, in whatever you're doing. I just have seen it. It was a philosophy, and I've just seen it over and over and over again. When someone makes a commitment to consistency, success will become inevitable. Now, I don't know the time frame because every single person has a different delivery date on their you know, desires, but I just know that if, if someone makes that decision early and, and that consistent, the, the consistency is a part of that early framework, they're immediately pointing in the right direction. Now, the second part of that is to be intentional and organized. So to be intentional with what you're doing, right? Your work has to be productive-based, production-based. You have to be active um, because it is easy in this space to fall back and, and become a part of uh, uh, an energy inside of your you know, community or if you're a part of a company or if you're developing a company. We are, as entrepreneurs, the only source of accountability, right? We can get somewhat, uh, we can get some type of accountability from an outside source, but to truly make it over the course of time, and Joel, you know this, you need to be your own source of accountability. Absolutely. And, and if you're unintentional with what you're doing, you're going to slip through the cracks. You know, no one's going to say, hey, Joel, get up. It's, it's eight o'clock in the morning. It's five o'clock in the morning. Nobody tells Tony Robbins to get up. It's four o'clock in the morning. He has to make that decision and that has molded him into who he become, that molded you, et cetera, et cetera. So to be intentional and to be organized and structured is probably some of that like key line advice that I would give somebody who's really starting off because you'll be ahead of the curve and you'll figure out things a year or two before the people who are completely sloppy, unintentional, um, because if you are going to make it, entrepreneurship is not easy, whatever you're doing. Um, it's doggy dog and the people that are just even it could be even just one percent sharper they could be a hundred percent further in results yo this is so true and and you know it's it's interesting because i know that you have no college degree you were like 70k in debt <laughs> years ago and like what what was it man how did you get your mindset to shift from that space of because at that time, it would have been in scarcity, right? You would have felt like, oh, man, I need to just survive being in that environment. I know there's so many people that I speak to that are in that space where they're just literally trying to survive. They're not thriving just yet. How did you shift your mindset? Yeah, you know, for me, it, it was it, – there's, there's a couple answers to this, but I understand now more than ever that, honestly, probably a bunch of people listening right now are going through the mud. And you don't go through the mud unless you're made to be washed off during the rain, right? And so at the end of the day, I think understanding that you're not alone and you're not the only person going through that, for me, that was a big deal, right? To know that, okay, I'm not alone on this journey. But then to build on top of that, for me, one of the biggest things and one of the things that I'm so grateful for, maybe most grateful for, is that in the beginning when I left, I was working in the nightclub industry and I was making six figures and I was doing very well. I had a big book of business and I left that to get into entrepreneurship and I went all in and I burned the ships and I, and I never looked back and I, going back was not a decision. And I would say that probably the biggest thing that I did, and I'm, again, I'm just so grateful for it was establishing why I wasn't going to quit and why I, why I had to win. And 
I made sure that I dug deep enough. And, and you know, that for me was family. It was my parents. It was people in my family who may have been going through a sickness or, you know, just people that were super important to me. And, and the reason why I had to win was that, so that if worst case scenario happened, that I had the financial means to support any storm. And there were a lot of times, you know, I mean, you said it, I was two and a half years in. So I, I made the decision to go all into entrepreneurship in September of 2013. And now we fast forward all the way to, you know, June, July, August of 2015. And I'm 70K in debt. I've got student loans. I've got credit cards. I've got, you know, job delivering pizza, Chinese food, sushi, flowers, whatever I could do to make some cash to keep it going. And I thought about quitting so many times, you know, like I literally was like, man, maybe I should just go back to nightlife. And sometimes on the literally, again, we're going to go to this like one inch away from adversity is security. And sometimes it's so much easier for people to think in their mind, like, wow, maybe I'll just go back to what's secure. But I knew that I had a cap back in nightlife. I knew that I could only make X amount of dollars and that result was never going to allow me to fulfill the why. And so understanding at a deep level why I was doing what I was doing, I didn't make it about me. I didn't make it about the money. I made it about what I wanted to do with that, with that result. And man, that, that got me through some really tough times, but kept me focused on becoming a better version of myself every single day so that I could lead and dis- and become a role model at a bigger capacity. Yeah. No, I love that. So you were in debt, you were struggling big time, right? You didn't have a college degree, like the odds were against you. And you went in, you placed bets on yourself. You were able to build this successful company and you've gone out and started other companies too. You started an IV drip company, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wellness company. Correct. Yeah. There you go. So you've done these things, right? And, And to be able to do this, you have to obviously form some understanding of leadership along the way. So what would you say are maybe some key principles of being a powerful leader in this world? Mm, I love that. So, Because leadership, leadership maintains it, right? Like you can get, there's a lot of people that get up and they achieve a certain level of success, but then they can't maintain it because they're not strong leaders. Big time. And I see it a lot, right? I see people that come in and because of maybe their influence, well, that's what it is. It's influence. They come in and, and because of their influence or their, you know, aggression as a salesperson or whatever it may be, they can come into something and have success. But a lot of the times, unfortunately, because I never wish the downfall on anybody, but I'm just, you know, sharing an observation. A lot of times, those people who have fast success or what I call talented success, and I'll explain that in a second, it's almost also temporary success and it kind of fades away. And what you said is so true that talent, like, Talent comes with ego. And so some of the most talented people that I know will never achieve until they can learn to put their ego away because their ego has gotten in the way of their success over and over and over again. I'm not just talking about business, but 
I look at kids that I went to high school with that are phenomenal athletes that were so good they could not even show up to practice and hit a 300-foot home run. You know, like just people that have such raw talent, but their ego is such an obstacle. And at the end of the day, again, leadership, humility, that's what's going to bring somebody through that you know, initial burst of momentum. And you know what? Not everybody finds that burst of momentum right away, but some people do. Leadership keeps you in the game. And so for me, again, I, I talked about this, but consistency is the number one factor because whenever you're doing something in the beginning, people are going to be watching. People are going to be curious, but a lot of people that are watching or curious aren't speaking up. They're just watching. And part of the human nature is to root on, as sad as this is, it's a majority, a, a chunk, a big chunk of the people in the world are programmed to not want other people to elevate past them. And so I call it like the crabs in a pot theory where you, you put all these crabs and if one of the crabs tries to get out, the other crabs try to pull it back down and pull the legs off and say, no, 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 you can't leave. And so that happens a lot in human nature and consistency will make your success eventually undeniable. See, over the course of time, Joel, I'm sure you've seen this as well on your journey. People can no longer question if you're winning. They can no longer question your value. And, but if you're not consistent, then you're going to be hot and cold and you're partially validating you know, the judgment, so to speak. And so I know that a huge piece to what I've been able to do and who I've been able to attract and, you know, all these amazing things, blessings that have come into my life, they are because of consistency. Because even when some of my best friends or great people didn't believe in me, time put them on my side. And, and I've gotten messages even today uh, from people and they were like, man, I've been watching and I didn't even know. I haven't talked to them. There are a couple of people that hit me up were friends from college seven, eight years ago that were like, I've been watching the entire journey and I just want to say I'm proud. So consistency, I drill home. Another big principle is to remain coachable because again, leadership is a forever moving environment. People you're always going to face different things. You're, you're, you're always facing new challenges. You're always going to be going through some type of a storm, no matter what. And so the, the level of coachability that somebody has usually correlates into the level of success they have long-term. We can always learn from everybody. And there's this false perception that we can only learn from maybe people that have the results that we want, which means people that are better than us. And I agree, maybe you should model those people, but to only learn from certain people, maybe to not even learn at all. And that's something that I've really thought a lot about over the past couple of years is, you know, sometimes the little things that I've taken from, you know, the newest person in my business or the newest leader in my circle, that one little thing I add on to the, you know, I add on to the tool belt and that makes me better. But what if I was close-minded to that? So remaining coachable is super important. Um, and, and being able to receive criticism is very key because I'm imperfect. Everybody's imperfect. And the minute we think that we don't need improvement, 
we're setting ourselves up for failure. Um, I mean, and there's a number of principles that I really key in on and that I, I truly speak on. Um, so I could go for, for hours, but I'll leave it at that for now and I'll, I'll throw it back to you. <laughs> no, they're really powerful points, man. I remember you posted something a little while back. You said the ability to see things before they happen is one of the best skills anyone can have. But mm-hmm. seeing more in someone else than they see in themselves, that's leadership. Mm-hmm. And I think that just that ties is- in so well. You know, I say this all the time. It's, I heard this. So I, I can't coin this as my own. But I heard this many years ago and I was like, wow. And I use it literally all the time. But it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. So leadership is describing the picture to the person inside of the frame. That's leadership. It, it's being able uh. to look at somebody and say, I see so much in you. Right. I, I know what you're capable of. You got to be genuine. I've never told anybody anything that I didn't believe. So sometimes you just leave certain things out. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I always tell people that, you know, this is what I see in you. And sometimes the smallest thing creates the biggest ripple effect. It's insane. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, I remember even having this conversation with Les Brown. And he said that there was a point where someone said to him at the radio station he used to work at, they're like, I see you up there on stage motivating and empowering millions of people. And he's like, really? You see that in me? You know, he didn't believe it at the time. Sometimes we need someone to step in and say, hey, I can see the potential in you. And here's what we need to do to step into it. And I just love that whole point on being coachable. That's massive, man. Every successful person I know has a mentor, has a coach, reads books, like they're always filling their mind with new possibility because they are forever the student in the student chair of life, right? Learning all the time. So when it comes to being coachable, I think it's a great point. Who do you feel has had a massive impact on your life? Maybe two people that have mentored you or coached you and what have you learned from them? Oh, that's, that's incredible. You know, for me, um, I got to be honest. One of my biggest mentors and, and my sources of mentorship uh, has been a gentleman by the name of Jim Rohn, um, you know, because I started off in my career in the network marketing direct sales space. And I just, I don't know, I was on YouTube one day and he's not just a network marketing direct sales guy, um, but he was just an amazing philosophical genius of his time, you know, just like a really unbelievable leadership development guy. And the philosophies that I picked up early have literally shifted and shaped my mind. I mean, I I look back at the beginning of my career and I remember he said, one of the things he said um, was the, it's the, it's not the blowing of the wind that determines your future or your outcome, but it's the set of the sail. Right, so it's the same wind blows on us all. Every single person's gonna go through storms. Every single person's gonna face challenges. Every single person is gonna go through adversity. So it's not about that adversity. It's not about what happens to you. It's not about the course, so to speak, but it's about the direction of your mindset. It's about the way that you frame every single situation. And there's a number of different principles that I took that yes, I applied into the direct sales space and you know, I believe that those were a huge catalyst for me becoming successful, but they've also been able to correlate into 
relationships, traditional business, investment ideas or, or investments that I've made because adversity, even in the gym, right? Adversity hits everybody and it literally is about how you shape your mind. And I'm, I'm super grateful because that was some of the first personal development that I got my hands on. I think next to that, you know, my, one of my biggest sources is the Bible and just scripture in general. Um, and not just from a religious standpoint, but from a principle and, you know, frame your life standpoint, unbelievable. Um, but I won't go too deep into that. I, I would say the second, because there's so many influencers there alone, right? Um, I think a, a huge, huge, huge number two for me, and maybe it's a 1A, 1B scenario, um, is Tony Robbins. You know, when I was, when I was in that season, that summer 2015 going through it 70k in debt you know one day i delivered sushi to my ex-girlfriend you know there was just some things that i was going through tony robbins i would go on youtube while i was driving and i would just search tony robbins and i would look through the videos and i would just look at a topic that just called out to me or called out to what i was doing and i would just listen and I'm telling you, I, I can't specifically say, oh, it was this or, oh, it was this or, oh, it was this, because in that moment, it was just like the medicine, you know, <laughs> uh, but I would definitely say Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn have played massive, a massive role um, in, in helping me, um, you know, look up to people that inspire, that lead genuinely and have ultimately left some of the biggest legacies uh, that you could ever desire to leave. Yeah, the grandfather of the game and the legend of the game right now. <laughs> yes, sir. Sure. Yeah, I remember Tony saying that he had learned so much from uh, Jim Rohn. You know, we stand on the shoulders of giants, man. That's what we do is mm. it's really cool that we get to learn from these legacy leaders, these people that were there before us. It's just so amazing. And we get to see how we can fine tune it along the way and step out and Hopefully, the next generation improves even more. So, we're living in good times right now, that's for sure. Yeah, the best. And you think, you know, just to add on to that, you think about, like, we go back to Jim Rohn because now Tony Robbins is here and, you know, Jim Rohn's no longer here. But you look at the way that influencers and coaches and mentors and just thought leaders in general, forget all the other stuff. They're just amazing thought leaders. You look at the way that they're leveraging social media, things like this, podcasts, um, big conferences happening all around the world that are generic and not geared to just towards a company or a movement. You know, you look at all this stuff, the fact that you can go IG live or IGTV, you know, you could post. It's just, I'm so excited to see this space of thought leadership, leadership development, entrepreneurship, business. I'm just really excited that I'm immersed in it. And for the next 10, 20, 30 years, I can only imagine uh, where we'll be able to go. So you're right. I mean, what they did was lay down the foundation, lay down the philosophies, show people there was a way, but man, the, the future is exciting. Yeah, I feel you. I've been in the game for a decade now and I can tell you what, man, things have changed very rapidly. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think the biggest thing is just keeping it authentic, right? There are a lot of people come in that like the significance of it all and the shiny, you know, like appeal, but ultimately 
long-term authenticity is the key. That's what cuts through all the noise and will continue to cut through. So yeah, anyone that's listening, that's looking at taking that route, like Jason and I stepping on stages and leading, there's a difference between leadership and influence, you know? Mm. So it's, it's really not just about significance of you. It's also significance of others. So yeah, man, we get to learn from these incredible people and, and continue to, to level up. So Jason, just bring us into the mind of you real quick. What does your day-to-day look like? So if someone's listening right now, they're like, man, I want to be able to crush the way that Jason does. I believe that success is a habit and more of what you do is more of who you become, right? So what would you do each and every day to really excel in life? What do you, what's your current routine? Mm, this is this now, now it's going to get good. So look, you, you're absolutely correct that whatever you do, here's the word again, consistently over an extended period of time will create a result. So whatever you're doing will eventually create a result. And we've all heard these things, 21 days to form a habit, 91 days to concrete a routine. So to be honest with you, in January, January 1st of 2019, I didn't set New Year's resolutions. Uh, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do something for me. Uh, oftentimes people will set a New Year's resolution, uh, but to you know, lose weight or to, you know, make a couple of bucks or whatever it is. And it's more maybe external. I wanted to really step up my game this year. And this will be the perfect way for me to answer this question because I'm now more optimal of a human being than I've ever been. And I don't have necessarily like a set. I wake up at eight. I shower cold for 30 minutes. I listen to this. Like I, I, I kind of broke that mold. Um, because of my travel schedule, because of the um, just array of, you know, m- events and all these different things that I'm a part of, it, it's very hard for me to stay in an exact routine. So what I did was I said, okay, I want to focus on four core areas and I want to I become 1% better. I want to feel like I put forth effort to become 1% better in each area every single day. If I do that, I would grow in all four areas 365% at the end of the year. Now, if I could compound that over five to 10 years, I should be on a whole different universe, okay? So those four core areas, number one, physical. Uh, when I say physical, I mean getting my health on point, getting my diet on point, getting my sleeping routine on point, getting in the gym or, or doing some activity, right? All those things, I'm focusing 30 minutes to an hour per day. Now, I say 30 minutes because I want the people that are listening to this to not be overwhelmed. If going to the gym is already part of your routine, then great, you're here. Keep it consistent, six, seven days a week. Put, put a check on the board, right? Um, but there are people that listen and maybe don't have any involvement. They, their diet is not together. Maybe they had a diet and they fell off or maybe they don't have a regimen. So I did things like start intermittent fasting um, in the beginning of January. I, did, I started going to the gym six, seven days a week. I have a trainer that I work out with. I have my meals like super on point and structured. Um, I cut down on, you know, things that were <laughs> toxic, like carbs, a lot of carbs. I, I mean, I cut out probably like 80% of the carbs from my diet, white carbs, especially. So all these little things, I don't need to go into the specifics, just the framework. You guys can mold this into you. 
but I've lost at I've lost 20 pounds on the scale. I would imagine that I've also put on about seven pounds of muscle in that time frame. So in six months of okay, one percent a day, one percent a day, I'm not trying to become Arnold Schwarzenegger overnight, but I'm just getting in there every day, 30 to 45 minutes, different body parts, right? Um, yeah, give him a, give him a year, give him a year, and he'll be there. <laughs> exactly, it's it's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So the physical number one, number two, mental. And now when I say mental, I'm talking about the leadership development. I'm talking about your personal development. I'm talking about every single day, either reading a book, listening to an audio, listening to a podcast, listening to whatever that has value, that is allowing you to walk away at the end of the day and say, I learned something new today. And you got to be hungry for that. You got not even hungry. You got to be starving for that, that, that mental advancement, that, that, that hunger, that starvation is going to allow you to put a check in the box. And there's no excuses because you can buy books on Amazon for $10 and they're shipped to your door in two days. You can open up YouTube, Google, you can access on uh, Spotify, Apple, all these podcasts, people like you, Joel, have made all your content super accessible. There is just the world of information right now. And the, the second quadrant of this formulation for me is the mental growth um, because I was inconsistent with it. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I would you know do it a couple days a week, but I said every single day I got to grow. So 30 minutes to an hour. PD. The third one is spiritual. So when I first started talking about this, people were like, well, what's the difference? I don't, I don't get it. Well, there's a massive difference because, you know, the, the mental growth is the, the almost like the external and the spiritual is the internal, right? So the, the mental is, is your, what you're applying to the world and the spiritual is what you're applying to yourself. And so spiritual is not only faith or religion or stuff like that. Cause honestly, it really isn't. I mean, that's part of spirituality to some extent, but I'm not telling you to go, you know, find a religion and, and start reading, you know, Bibles or scriptures or whatever. What, what I mean when I talk about spiritual growth is whatever allows you to focus on you concentrated for at least 30 minutes to an hour a day. Now for me, it was amazing because I got to kind of hit the physical and the spiritual back to back. The building that I live in has an amazing sauna, steam room, like all that stuff, like a spa in my building, which is a blessing. When I travel, I look for hotels that have these amenities because I get in the sauna after a workout and that's my space. And so I'm also feeding the physical, but the, the, the mental, um, reflecting, I'm doing that internal search. Um, maybe for you, it's meditating. Maybe for you, it's listening to music or just getting in your zone, but you got to have that spiritual growth every single day. So you've got three components. The fourth component is the financial component, the knowledge to grow your finances, the, the knowledge to diversify your business portfolio, right? The, listening to specific things that are going to help your pocket, help your bottom line, help you grow your income. Because we live in a world that, yes, we need money. <laughs> Just face it. You, you need money to live optimally. Because I have income and because I've created wealth at a young age, I'm able to pay for things like diagnostic 
overviews on my body and then go out and literally take the supplements that my body needs, not just what is being recommended. Money will put you in a position to optimize who you already are. And so I always drill home the fact that you need to be growing financially every single day. And for the entrepreneurs on the line, walk away from every day saying, I added value to my business. I added value to my project. I added value to my community. I added value to my brain to understand at a larger capacity investments and money and how money works. So maybe it's watching documentaries. Maybe it's studying entrepreneurs. Maybe it's, you know, learning a skill like trading or investing or stocks or whatever. But those four areas, I believe if you put focus in those areas, put a brick on the wall every single day, your routine will build itself. Sleep eight hours. I don't know. This will probably conflict what other people think, but the team no sleep thing, I just, I've never been on that team. I can't wear the jersey. Yeah. Because I love my sleep, man. I love my six to eight. I love my six to eight. And I know that I'm better with eight, but I can function with six and I'm decent with seven, you know? And, and I tell people that don't sleep, eventually you're going to burn out. And I have not burned out in six years. I have not burned out. Now I've taken little breaks here and there, a little vacation, and it's helped me recharge, but I've never hit zero. And some people hit zero after three months. And it's because they're on team no sleep. So all those things coming together, you know, get your rest and be optimal in that 16 to 18 hours that you're awake. Build that routine that you know works. And the last thing I'll say on this is that the definition of insanity, we've all heard it. It's no surprise, no secret reveals on this podcast, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting for things in your life to change. So if you have things that are a part of your day-to-day habit, that are not pushing you, but they've been there for a long enough time and they're not making you better, you gotta change it. You gotta change it. Because some people think what they're doing is working, but the results are not changing. And so, there it goes. Yeah, I love these insights. Thanks for sharing your daily routine. If you're listening right now, make sure if there's anything that resonates with you, write it down and implement it in your daily routine too. test experiment and see what works for you. Jason, it's funny when you talked about the no sleep thing, what I've noticed is the guys that say, or the girls too, that say, you know, I don't sleep that much. I hustle my face off. You know, I'm working back to backs and all that. It's really interesting because I noticed a lot of those guys don't work out in the gym because when you go work out, you're basically in destroy, right? You're destroying your muscle. Like you're bringing them down, right? You're breaking them down. And then the recovery time is the most important time. So you're going to need the seven to eight hours sleep. You're, you're going to you know, change your, your sleep cycle. You're going to want to go to bed at a decent time when you need to recover. And, and usually I question that. So when people say that, I ask them, do you go to the gym? Do you keep fit? Do you work out? Do you exercise? And usually they're neglecting that part of their life. So it's really about creating harmony. You know, and it, and it touches everything. Everything is touching everything. So if you're not working out, you're not really uh, bringing in that cognitive function that you need. You're not allowing yourself to get into great sleep cycles. You're not increasing your blood flow and serotonin and endorphins and all these things too. So it, it is really interesting when you start looking at people's routines and how it's affecting them, not just on the front end, but the back end as well. So I love that you shared yours. It seems like you've got a really good uh, you know, variety of things that you can implement in your, your day-to-day that's really allowed you to optimize your life. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and again, you know, I'm so grateful that you brought this specific topic up because I think you'll you'll really resonate with what I'm about to say. I think one of the best feelings of being a leader and and having people that look at you for guidance is being able to share the breakthroughs that you've had that have taken you three, four, five, six years to really master and being able to give that to them on day one, day, day 100, day, I'll take day 365. But to be able to, to cut the curve uh, and, and well, to, to be able to give somebody the knife to cut the curve is one of the best feelings in the world because if they apply it, they can surpass what, what we've been able to do so much faster. So I think that's one of the most fulfilling things is, is being able to give people these little hacks and to say, hey, it took me six years to really master my life, my performance, and now I'm performing at a higher level than ever. Go out and apply that. Yes, yes, and yes. I love it. I love it. Jason, how can we find you online? Honestly, I'm doing a complete overhaul. So the best place, and honestly, the place that I put the most value, the most time, um, I'm communicating on quite often as well as Instagram. Um, so at the letter J and then Brown, super simple. Um, first letter of my first name and then Brown. Um, that's where I'm at right now. I've got a team where we're working on a new website, all this other stuff. But for me, I, I was so stubborn that I only wanted Instagram. And then, you know, some of the people on my team were like, man, I know you love Instagram, but you know, let's, let's diversify you off. Cause you have a lot of value to share. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. But I love Instagram Joel because it's like everything in one, right? I can share a photo. I can write a caption that, that people can be empowered by. So I can mentor from a distance, these thousands and thousands of people that look at me, my stories can let them inside the real Jason Brown day to day. I, I share so much content and as I'm creating and thinking of things, I'm just throwing stuff up there. So for me, Instagram is, is such an amazing place that I do spend a lot of time. I can communicate with people. I try to answer as many messages as I can. Not that easy, but uh, Instagram is definitely the best place for sure. Beautiful brother. Thanks a million for joining us, man. I really appreciate you jumping in and sharing your insights. This was such a solid episode. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, uh, we've been looking forward to this for a while and I'm grateful that we, uh, that we got the opportunity to link up. Um, like I said, I mean, I've known who you were for probably since 2014. Um, and I've, I've followed the journey and I've just seen what you've been able to do. And uh, brother, I'm, I'm so grateful for the opportunity, grateful for you. And, uh, and I'm grateful for the fact that you're never going to slow down because you're, you're definitely, you're definitely paving a way uh, for a lot of people to, to tap into great content, real genuine value. You draw that out of people, which I love. And, um, and you're also paving a, a way for people to have a platform um, that have value to share. So uh, I'm mutually as grateful, um, appreciate it. And uh, look forward to working with you in the future too, man. Love that, brother. That's the name of the game. Thank you. I appreciate you too. So, Jason, I end every interview with this last question. And the question is, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Oh, 
drop the drop the nuke. You know, <laughs> my last thirty second speech would be this: live live intentionally, and live intentionally without fear, because oftentimes we seek the validation from others. We seek the opinions of others or we overanalyze or overvalue the opinions of other people. But at the end of the day, what I've understood is that the fear to step out and, or the courage to step out to overcome the fear of stepping out is what allows people to, to break through at the highest level. So if you truly in your heart genuinely want to influence, you genuinely want to change lives, don't be scared to share the message stay super genuine. Joel, you said that before. Um, and literally, as hard as this may be, live your life without fear. 